Are you yearning for a new alternative approach? Are over-the-counter vitamins and minerals not cutting it? Has Gordon Lightfoot been creeping around your backstairs? Then you need the woo-woo, an amazing ancient product. The woo-woo, from crystals to oracle cards to homeopathy and more, the woo-woo will set you straight. Available now for $29.99 payments at $10.99, The woo-woo, I live by it. Hello there, Anthony. It's been a while since we recorded, man. Yeah. It really has been. I thought today we should kind of switch it up a little bit. Let's get back to being witches, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to realize that that's a term that people look at us as, and I, I guess I never really looked at it like that. A witch is somebody who holds sacred knowledge that may be deemed as outrageous or outlandish to society. I was like, oh my God, we totally are witches if that's the definition that you know society is now putting on it. So with that being said, I think everyone's forgot how powerful we are and what we can actually do. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to bring it back. Keep it simple, stupid. It's time to bring it back and bring it back into the witchy stuff, the vibey stuff. Um, yeah, I'll roll with that. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool. So we are... Going into kind of the winter hibernation, we're getting into the the time where people reflect. And this is really an opportunity to grow and cocoon and hibernate and hunker down and get ready for the rebirth in the spring. So what a better way to do that than maybe some witchy little tips and tricks or conversation. That's what, what we're going to do today. <laughs> I'm like lighting sage as we're saying it. You know, people are like, I don't like that title witch cool birthday every year do you blow out candles on yeah. your that on your birthday cake you know saying stop sticks and stones will break my bones but words will never hurt me that's a spell <laughs> you know whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you that's mm -hmm. a hex though we've been doing these things since birth so like yeah you could pretend that you don't have any witchy in you but every single person does because you mm -hmm. do witchy ritualistic things all the time Yep. Oh, are you getting pumpkins and carving them? That's celebrating harvest. That's paganism. Oh, are you decorating a Christmas tree? Also paganism. Yeah. Also connected to healers, witches, uh, seers, things like that. Yeah. So what are your do you bless the... people? Do you bless people when they sneeze? Yeah. So that oh, their yes. soul oh. doesn't exit, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, knocking wood. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking like the equinoxes and things like that, the way that people go to Stonehenge to witness that moment and uh, see the equinox it goes to grander scales, a macro level. You can even look at like the pyramids. It goes so much bigger. Well, don't really stop to think. That's I think <laughs> what we're saying here, whether it's saying God bless you or whether it's why do people continue to go in, in large droves, masses of people continue to these sites and it's. It's not because they saw someone went on Facebook, maybe a couple people, but we've been doing it since before then. You know what I mean? It's because that's what's inside of us in our DNA. We're witches, bitches. So most people will look at like witchy behavior as a female trait, but it's not. Some of the most powerful mystics are actually men. I think there is a 
natural inclination for women to be more predisposed to that metaphysical side of reality and their brain and their ability to interact with it. Or maybe, maybe the right way to say it is that male conditioning in our culture works to the detriment of having that predisposition to be, to, to noticing and accepting and, and validating, self-validating the metaphysical things as we encounter them, right? Yes. And you're bringing up something that I'm putting on here now so we can remember it because you and I get stuck in stupid all the time. It's yeah. really need to get into the male conditioning and what the fuck society yeah. has done to the masculine. We really yeah. yeah. So just putting that out there. And that's going to be Good. the next episode is getting into not only the way that we have hypersexualized the female body that dads even feel uncomfortable doing normal stuff with their daughters. Or yeah. You know, like not being able to have a growing connection with a girl because they've been taught that the only way you have a growing connection with a female is if it's sexual. Right. And going into even deeper, the way that you guys have been basically shunned and shamed the humanness out of you. So like this, this witchy conversation and the tools we're going to give is going to be really lighthearted. The next episode, we're going to dive into that wounded masculine and yes. shaming is the society has done that. Because gentlemen, your strength comes from being every single facet of yourself. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot to unpack. Dude, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right, speaking of getting into witchy stuff, part of my practice for a really long time, especially in the beginning, was I was a fan of Oracle cards, and I still am, because it gets to take your ego and guesswork out of it. So, but what would start happening is I'd be like, well, if that's true, show me this. So I stopped using Oracle cards because for me, I would then challenge, like it wasn't speaking enough to me, like, well, show me this. So I stopped. Well, I picked them back up. And Tony, I forgot how much I love these. Yeah. Because my first witchy tip is get yourself an Oracle deck. It doesn't need to be a tarot card. All right. So people say the tarot, tarot, whatever, however you say it, it doesn't need to be that. It can be Oracle. It can be daily inspirations. It can be affirmations whatever tickles your fancy but take the guesswork out of the messages get yeah. oracle cards do you play with oracle cards still i've been doing like you know one card polls or three card polls but like like remember when i was showing you guys the um with my uh john holland deck yeah the um the timeline one where you mm -hmm. draw you know present then near future then near past then far future then far past yeah that was a while ago, but I had some really profound things come up using that. It's just a way to say, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to get some messages. And I'm going to focus on the messages rather than the projection of protection that my mind is doing. Your yeah. Mind is doing what it's supposed to do. It's keeping you alive. It feels like it's in a, in a state where it needs to be heightened alert. So Oracle cards bring us back from our head to our heart space and allows us to focus clearly so we can channel messages that we otherwise wouldn't be able to because we're so busy trying to interpret, make it right or wrong, analyze it. So it really cuts through the ego thinking and brings us in and sinks us into that heart space. What I've been doing is I, I've been asking questions and no matter, and this is how you're like, come on, you can't make this shit up. No matter which way I shuffle, how I pull the cards, whether I lay them all out and intuitively pick, no matter which way I did it. I would get this card. I would get the card seen clearly. I remember uh, I was pulling cards for her, a friend. 
and fairly regularly. And in this case, the, their preference was Carol. And I think it was the five of cups kept coming up. It kept coming up. And I think that's the one, but it's what, what's depicted on it is, you know, a person standing and they're looking down and there's three cups that are spilt and behind them are two full ones making up the five cups and the, the, you know, not deep dive, the, the, the top level summary of it is you still have two full cups behind you. You're just not looking behind you. You're not, you're not being aware enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and cups being, you know, interpersonal relationships. And I was like, you and the five of cups, man, like you got to get your shit together and start (laughs) paying attention because this card keeps coming up for you. And no matter what question we're asking, which I think is exactly what you were just talking about. Yeah. And it's so cool because we can't doubt, like it's normal to have skepticism. I still have skepticism and I eat, live, breathe, and sleep. A lot of us have a hard time finding stillness. Because we think stillness is quieting of the mind. It's not. Your mind is not going to shut up. The stillness and the quietness and thinking we're doing it wrong prevents us from getting there. Really, what we're trying to do is bring stillness through hearing messages. So it brings us to our next kind of witchy point. Meditation and being impeccable with our practice has fallen to the wayside collectively. Present company, at least for myself included, we are the ceremonies and things that I've been doing for myself have been, and this is also true for the collective, have been there and I'm doing them because they're habitual. They're not intentional. So they need to be looked at again. And so instead of being like, oh, I got to do all of these things, it's about simplicity. I want you to be deliberate. Everything is about being deliberate. It's sitting deliberately for 30 seconds rather than forcing yourself for 30 minutes. Yeah. Allowing yourself the fluidity to find what your beingness looks like. We're again, going into the winter, we're human beings. We're not human doings. We are collectively in a trauma response of hyper-productivity as a society. And we are not meant to just complete tasks. That's being busy to avoid being still. Mm-hmm. Being this, being intentional and being quiet, meaning sitting. I don't care if your mind is going a mile a minute. If you want your mind to shut up, give it a question it doesn't know the answer to. What does grass sound like growing? What does acrylic paint taste like? You know, what yep. like things, things it doesn't know the answer to. What does a one-handed clap sound like? Um, things it doesn't know the answer to. That will get it to shut up. If you want to get into that theta brainwave state, into that meditative state, all you need to do is just be present that your mind is racing. Become the awareness. You are not your thoughts. You are the one observing them. You are not the thinker. You are the one observing the actual process of thought. Mm. to observing rather than experiencing we have that within us that's the stillness you hear people talk about it's becoming aware that you're having an experience rather than being the experience Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah okay because for me sometimes it almost feels like when i'm in my own whatever like that that feels like jumping over the grand canyon yeah it can it can it can because like collective because your reactive like your reactive self the the one that that is is fed and sustained if you're just doing something habitually like doesn't like being interrupted with that it's like you ever binge watch something and and when you find something especially if you watch like two or three 
Is it easy to shut it off? No. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's how we're wired. Oh, Even if there's a book you're reading down. that you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, even if there's like a book, a book that you're reading and you want to read it and, and, but like, you got to find out what happens next. Like, because you're in, you have momentum with what you're doing, but like, wait, no, if you stop, like it will all be, wor- it'll only be painful for a second. I promise. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when I say we were not being deliberate with things anymore, which is being habitual. Did that resonate at all to you? And if so. Yeah. You want to share anything about that? Yeah. So a lot of things, but little things. My nighttime meditation routine, I've been trying to, I, so I always, you know, try to um, take that deliberate approach. Like, cause the way, the way I look at what basically what something you already said is that like, there's power in ritual and if i'm just saying the same thing in my head that i say every single night because i have it down to a habit and i'm not doing the deliberate thing and then it's a habit it's not a ritual so then that deliberate intent you know becomes a priority and then i'm like do i need to switch up how i'm doing what i'm doing or how i'm rework some of like my wording so that I ha- it forces me to be a little more deliberate because I always try to do those things like this is the most important time for me to be doing it right with that sort of deliberate deliberate intent and then even just like you remember with the episode with Chelsea with my sister and I was talking about my bedtime routine with Evie and what I say to Evie every mm-hmm. night right and uh, yeah. so like reworking that because even her, like when a- after it was like pretty much the same thing every night for for like a couple of years, I'd be saying I'd be saying, you know, um, I love you so much. I'll always love you no matter what. And she'd be like, yeah, OK, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I started switching that up a little bit and just sort of saying the same intention with, um, you know, slightly different words and, and trying to speak through feeling. And not, you know, like rote memorization to be more deliberate with it to make sure that, you know, I'm passing energetically what I'm trying to pass on to her. Right. Oh, I always forget you have this fucking added element of deliberate with Evie because I didn't have that knowingness. I was too young and I was too stuck in my own shit to have that awareness. So I forget of how deliberate you live your life. Mm. So beyond. I'm like talking about personal spiritual practices and you just went generational trauma and (laughs) ascension. Yeah. All right. So there you go. For anybody uh, that resonates with that, talk about the micro and macro level you just smacked us all with. Mm. Sorry about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you have all this awareness because like, this is my day-to-day life. So for me, what I was talking about, the mundane and then you just like zoomed way out for me and that was very cool i'm glad that you got to see that because it's huge one other thing i wanted to add about the i'm jumping back a bit to the um, oracle decks because i thought of this like after we moved on pro tip if you're doing like a one card pull or like a three card pull and you're like 
wow, that sounds, you know, you're, re you're reading what the cards mean, or maybe you know, and, and you're like, that sounds great, but like, I don't, uh, uh, how does this, how is this answering my question? You can pull another card for clarification. And, and that's helped me a lot, you know? So it just a good, if for those who didn't know that, just a little pro tip, and you can say clarification, like this is regarding the question that I asked, how, you know, something like that. And then, and then you throw the card down and then, so usually you're like, huh? And then you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, been, that's been my uh, experience anyways, yeah, but I yeah. wanted to throw that tidbit in there. Point. Yeah, that's mm. a great way to just give it that like one, two punch. I don't yeah. be about the basics, right? I don't want you to be a basic bitch, which I want you to be extra. <laughs> So I wanted to go over some herbs and, you know, we always talk about sage, right? Everyone's like sage and you hear people talk about um, Palo Santo or lavender and things like that. But I want to go into things that we have around our house. I just want to mm -hmm. talk about some of these and, and play with these. See, when I'm talking about these herbs, I'm going to give you the medicinal properties and then also what we refer to as the magical properties. Everybody has basil in their house. Mostly, right? I mean, it's it's what we cook with. But what we don't realize is that there's medicinal properties when we're eating that basil and it eases stomach cramps. It's great for if you break it down and add a little bit of water, it's great for insect bites. And it's also amazing reducing fevers. But the magical side is if you burn basil or if you sprinkle it around your house, it aids in keeping love and it also banishes negativity. From around you, you can draw, you can put basil around you in a circle. You can stand in it and you can picture all of the negative coming out of you and being sucked into that. You can also put that around you and the people that you love. And this can be ceremonial and it can really bring in the keeping and the nurturing of said love. Chamomile, that's something that's relatively widespread. It helps with insomnia and relaxes you. That's the medicinal property. It's also great with sores cold sores, shingles, help ease that. But what we don't realize is that the magical thing is it attracts money, it protects your home, and it aids in meditation. What? You could be sipping on chamomile tea, and the whole time, if you would just put some deliberate and intentional things there and said, not only am I sipping this to help with my insomnia and to relax me, but I'm also attracting money. This is why I want to share some herbs because it aids with being deliberate. Mm -hmm. You can do things deliberate with as simple as having chamomile. Chamomile tea was not something that was, oh, this is a practiced herb. This is a witch's brew that everybody drinks widely now, by the way. It was used in witch's brew. That's how chamomile came to be. Just know that if you drank chamomile tea and you didn't realize you were doing witchy shit, you're doing witchy shit. Yep. <laughs> do you find this helpful? Should I do a few more? Yeah, this is great. Okay, so garlic. You shouldn't eat garlic and onions. Those should be used for medicine and magic only and i was like listen i live by the 80 20 rule you could take some things away but you will not take away my garlic <laughs> mm. it is a natural antibiotic the medicinal reasons why they say don't eat garlic and onions is because they are a natural antibiotic and if your not body is not used to them it can come in and kick the shit out of anything that you're facing so medicinally that's what it's doing but energetically it dispels negativity and protects the house that's why in vampire movies, you see people using garlic because witches know. And a vampire is not overthinking a blood-sucking vampire. It's somebody who's sucking the energy out. The blood is the energy. Yeah. You can think of it like that. 
you're feeling under the weather, you got people projecting stuff, you have a beef with somebody at work, things not going well at home, take some garlic and spread it around your house. You don't need to smash it. It's not going to smell. Just take a clove off, have the skin still on it and put it around your house or take the skins and put those around your house. Let me see. What's another good one? So sage, we talk about, you know, banishes evil, spiritual. But uh, so if you want to know the medicinal things, it's amazing for laryngitis. And it's also great for stomach troubles. And you would make a tea out of that. Steep some sage leaves in boiling water. Let it cool. Add some honey. Amazing. Also, what we don't talk about is that it's not just banishing evil. When we are burning sage or using sage, it's actually aiding in spiritual protection and purification. So there's a whole other level of intentionality when it comes to sage. Let me think. Thyme, that's another great one. Thyme is a natural antiseptic. So that's what you would use it for as the medicinal. But for the magical properties of thyme, it's used to repel nightmares. Maybe you have a child that's waking up with night terrors and nightmares. Put a little packet in a pillowcase underneath and it will help banish nightmares. And also... Sage or thyme, myself. What? Sage or thyme. 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 Yes. There's something that most people have in their medicine cabinets and that's witch hazel. And witch hazel is great for your toner. It's great for insect bites, burns, things like that. The magical is that it it mends broken hearts. Think about that. And the twigs of the tree have been used for as divinity rods. Last one that I think that we'll get into is uh, dandelions, maybe? Maybe that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Okay, so dandelions are, they promote circulation, they detoxify the liver, and they're incredible for your heart. They're the number one thing that you can eat on this planet for heart health. And so that's the medicinal. And everybody should go out and grab dandelions when they, the root, the leaves, and the flower are all edible. I do fried dandelion heads, which are absolutely insane. I do dried root tinctures and teas, and also I dry the leaves for tinctures and teas. Because it, the medicinal properties of this is probably the strongest of anything. And, but here's the kicker and the best part, dandelions are used to aid in intensifying your clairvoyance. Dude. Yeah. Nobody ever, you don't ever see that. And like, everyone's like, oh my God, they're a weed. I'm like, they're the most powerful thing on the planet. Yeah. So next time you see a dandelion, look at it differently and look at it as a way for you to connect to your witchy side. These things we have in our house, go play with them. Use them. When you realize the witchy side, find out what the magical part is because they're like, oh my God, am I a witch? And I was like, yeah, we all are. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for taking your invisibility cloak off. So tell me how you use... You and Kara are master energy clearers, and I've watched you use the sacred herbs time and time again. But are there other things that you do with those that in your own life or practice that maybe we don't get to see because they're part of your sacred process? Hmm. We really are like intuitively guided with it. So we'll have mint, basil, rosemary, things growing outside and this so this time of year right it's getting cold and it's cold and flu season so we'll make like a fire tea with like an apple cider vinegar cayenne fire tea and then like oh yeah so we'll then also just add things that we're intuitively guided to add that may not be in the recipe particularly if they're like growing we're growing them ourselves and incorporate that into 
you know, this batch of homeopathic medicine that we're going to be nursing all winter, you know? Mm. All right. What other witchy stuff? There's some great books that you can tap in over the winter. And so I'm sure I've recommended these books before, but here are two life-changing books that I suggest everybody read, no matter where you are in your journey. And if you've read them, read them again. It's Michael Singer for both The Surrender Experiment and Untethered Soul. What are your go-to books? What has meant a lot to you on your journey or things that you have been recommended that you find to be super? This is where your website would come in handy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, Gosh, Hidden Messages in Water, obviously. We talked about that in season one, right? Good Um, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. That was a really... That one's, uh, I love because it's a, a psychiatrist's case study of someone reliving their past lives. And so that's like a really interesting, a non-metaphysical perspective on a metaphysical concept that the guy started out not having an opinion on or believing in and then became a total believer after, as a result of his sessions with that person. So it was just a fascinating look at the patient, but also at the journey that the author went through. So mm. that's a really good one. Wicked good one. Also, if animals are your thing, um, God, what is it called? An- animal Speak, Ted Andrews? Is that the one? Is that, am I saying that right? I don't know. I haven't read that one. <laughs> Which is more like you keep seeing foxes or you had a dream or, or one came in your meditation. So you kind of go and it's more of a reference book where you, you, you can read it, but where you go and like, what is the fox totem, right? Physical anatomy. So you know what's funny? Evie has been coming up to me as she's been going over to this part of my office, picking up Metaphysical Anatomy by Yvette Rose with two hands because it's an enormous book. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, bigger than her. And, and walking over to me and saying, here, Dad, here's your book. She, and she keeps bringing only that one to me. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> like, I'll read it. A book. <laughs> yeah, I'll read what's going on because that's a good one because it's like there's like physical and or medical conditions that you can look up to understand the metaphysical uh, implications, yeah, you know, behind it. it shows you the emotions, the trauma, and the blockages that are quite literally m- creating the manifestation for that physical ailment that is very real and also needs to be treated. But that's yep. only point one percent of us, because as we understand now on a quantum level, we're ninety nine point nine nine percent empty. So if we're looking at only the physical ailment. We're mistreating 99.99% of what is causing it. Metaphysical anatomy shines a fucking spotlight on that. Yeah. It's my go-to. The pages are ripping. Yeah. Falling apart. It's like my Bible. Well, it's so spot on, like such a high percentage of the time that it's like, it's so like, like move you to tears spot on that. Right, like uh, yeah. I mean, we should be getting a kickback for the way we're promoting this book, but it's true. What like a bad, you know, what about crystals? What about let's get into that? Another good reference book is the Crystal Encyclopedia. Um, uh-huh. It's broken down by shape. It's broken down by color, properties. You know, it's a really good reference book. But I bring up the crystals because we can get you know that's a little witchy in and of itself, and that's always a go-to. Is 
seeing crystals as an extension of a tool. People are turned off by crystals because they think it's crying to a rock. Can we get off of this fucking nonsense? A crystal is consciousness. It amplifies energy. If you don't believe me, break open your iPhone or a TV or your car's computer or your laptop. Like it's all in there. A quartz crystal is in there because it stores and amplifies energy. If that's the case and quantum physics has proven that our thoughts and emotions are energy, then it can store and amplify our thoughts and emotions and intentions. I want people to take this so lightheartedly. Be playful about this. It's not so serious. You can yeah. implement these things in a more lighthearted, playful way and have a huge impact. One of my favorite witchy things to do is to like, and what's more natural and, and goes back to the dawn of time than sitting around a fire dancing and drumming. I think that's the most primitive connecting to our roots that we can possibly do. And it is fun as fuck. If you can get out of your adult, that's not it's okay to play like that. You can't play like that. <laughs> get out of your Yeah. It, especially if you feel that way, then you are in even more need of playing in front of the fire with drums. <laughs> honestly, we're a communal species, right? As humans and uh, you could argue gathering around a fire is the birthplace of culture. So don't fucking poo-poo it. Just do it, yeah. dude. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's like the basic of all of this. If there was to be nothing that you take from this podcast and just heard the word play and integrated more play in your life, so many things would iron out in that wrinkled sheet of yours. Yeah. Well, that's where we work out everything. It's so important to spontaneous play we know that's true of children but then you know we don't allow ourselves to to do that same thing that allows us to because play is where it's it's safe to go to those places where you're going to find those deep connections mm -hmm. right a good way to play too is get finger paints and construction paper it brings us back into a natural state of memory, which allows us to get into a natural state of play. If play feels forced to you, I urge you to go to the dollar store, get finger paints and construction paper. Playing too doesn't need to be the active play that we remember. Playing can be through laughter. I mean, T knows this because when we were together, we all laughed so hard. Like to like, do you remember yep. we were cooking and DJ and I were on this other side of the stove and you guys were on the other side of the island. You would just put food in your mouth and I was talking about how I had a nervous laugh. And I was imitating, like, if somebody told me their dog died. Yes. Oh, my God. That's the type of laughter. Like, if you can be around people that make you laugh like that. Like, DJ, he's so funny. He makes me laugh like that every day. This man makes me laugh so hard. That's mm -hmm. playful. This is like, right. like how, how did you stay together for 22 years? Because we laugh more than we cry. Yeah. Even when shit's going down and it's crazy, we still laugh through it. Yeah. So, yeah. The same with me and Kara. The longer you have a relationship of any kind with someone, the more apparent that becomes, you know? <laughs> yes. We were like just driving one day and like, it was like we had a long day and, and uh, it was at night and, and I'm going down this road and then uh, a deer hopped out in front of the car and I had to slam on my brakes. And quick as anything, Kara goes, all the other deers are in the woods and they were like, here he comes, hurry up, quick, go. <laughs> <laughs> and it killed me. And I was just like, yeah, because even like when we have a stressful day, 
we could still play and laugh. And, and that's so important. Even if you're just doing it to yourself, making yourself laugh. That's such a good point. Self-laughter, yeah. finding the humor in yourself, mannerisms and the things that are going on in your day, finding humor in it rather than defeat will change your trajectory through and through. Yeah. Fire right now. <laughs> Thank you. Each time, like that self-playing, that self-laughter. Oh my gosh, yeah. of course. Number one. <laughs> you know what made me think of that? What? I don't know, we might have to cut this. You know how when I get up to pee at night, I'm usually laughing. And so like you guys will say like you heard me in the bathroom laughing at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and it's because like I would get up and, and you know, when you're like sound asleep, but you wake up because you have to pee and I'd be walking into the bathroom. and I'd be like, I must look like an escaped lunatic right now. I can't even put one foot in front of the other. And then it would make myself laugh. <laughs> That's what made me think about it was like, uh, if you can laugh at and with yourself, like, yeah, that's. And it doesn't help in my bathroom, that mirror (laughs) that my six foot two husband hung only shows you from your chin up. So you're like, holy shit, I look like an escape convict. (laughs) Oh my God. We have so much fun. You guys have to come up soon. I remember when I got up in the morning one time, I was having a tough one and you were like, hey, good morning. And then I just like raised my hand and waved. And, uh, like, not like we weren't within earshot. It's just the idea of opening my mouth and vocalizing something made me want to kill myself. So I just pointed <laughs> my hands. And then DJ was like, oh, I'm going to whip you up an egg sandwich. Yeah, you're like, hey, no problem. I'll get the coffee going. He's got the egg sandwich yeah. going. You brought your entire kitchen. So if you want to make yourself a fucking shake, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's also oh about fun and play my favorite part about seeing you guys is not about actually seeing you guys for it's there's a second element to that it's the adventure and the christmas present that is watching what you guys brought with you this time yeah i oh god that if, and I, now just wait like come if we come up with the ev what that you know yeah so, all right. Is there anything else that we should add to this? What you stop? You think we got some good content? Yeah, and- me too. <laughs> totally do. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Bye. Bye.